Welcome to the Buick Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Marion, and on this podcast, we dive deep into the outdoors. We discuss hunting and fishing techniques, give you tips and tricks, tell stories, and everything in between to help you enjoy the outdoors. This podcast is brought to you by Northbound Gear. Northbound Gear is designed for maneuverability and durability and is made to last through even the toughest of elements. My go-to for their pants is the Water Resistance Adventure Pants and their lined waterproof jeans. I've worn them while out ice fishing, crawling through the woods, bear hunting, and on the west coast out on the boat. And I even wear them around when I'm having a lazy day at the house. They are that comfortable. They also offer jackets, summer pants, backpacks, and many more. Men's and women's sizes are available, and by partnering with One Tree Planted, you're planting a tree with every purchase. Check them out for yourself at northboundgear.co, and when you use my promo code SHELDON15 at checkout, you'll receive 15% off your order. That's northboundgear.co and promo code SHELDON15. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Buick Outdoors podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host Sheldon Marion, and before we get into this episode, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and you want to listen to it, head over to pretty well any major podcast platform and search up the Buick Outdoors podcast if you just want to listen to it. Uh, If you are just listening to it and you want to watch the video version, head over to our YouTube channel and there'll be a podcast playlist uh, as well as there's a playlist for all of our other outdoor adventures, hunting, fishing, exploring, cooking. Uh, There's a little bit of everything for everyone and then while you're over there, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Well, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, if you're watching this, you can see that we're no longer in the holiday trailer, unfortunately. Uh, our bear camp is, has come to an end this year. Uh, it's been just a, a phenomenal three weeks of, of hunting and cooking and having people out. Uh, we had a little bit of a setback there on week two. It was pretty well four or five days of pretty much straight rain and then a couple days for the roads to dry up but that gave me time to do some editing and get some videos up and all that good stuff but uh yeah we had a a great time out there uh five bears were killed in total which was pretty good uh pretty good little run that we had unfortunately we didn't get to hunt as much as we would like because of the weather and rain but we still did very very well uh, you know, my first bear that I got, it was kind of, kind of a funny story there. I took the holiday trailer into town on Wednesday. I had to get, uh, water and groceries and all that stuff and propane. And I put in, uh, put on some decals on the holiday trailer now and came home and it was running a little bit late. So I went out Thursday to bear camp, got everything set up, just kind of sat around, didn't do a whole heck of a lot. Uh, and then Friday, I wanted to make sure that all the guns were sighted in. So I took out the old 300 and 30-06, went down the road to my little, uh, shooting spot, sighted in the rifles, went back to the trailer, put new boot laces on my hunting boots, and then, uh, because it was basically the first day out, I wasn't exactly hunting, and I didn't really have all my camera gear ready to go and stuff. Normally what I do on the first day is I just kind of, I drive around and I just look at the area. I find out, you know, kind of what roads are starting to green up, what pipelines are greening up. 
I and I kind of like to take a tally of where the bears are because typically bears don't really move overly too much. You know, they stay within a kilometer or two uh, of the road that they're kind of eating on. And so I, I was just going out to pretty well do a, a scouting trip. And uh, I went across the road, and you get to a T in the road and a hangar right. And that's basically the first road that you're pretty well hunting on. And right away, there's a pipeline there. So as I'm coming up to the pipeline, it's kind of angling away from you. So you have to look over your shoulder, almost through your back window kind of a thing of the pickup. And uh, there's a bear pretty well smack dead, dead right dead center of that pipeline so i just rolled ahead a little bit shut off the truck <laughs> i started to gather all my camera gear because it was all just kind of laying out i even like the bullets for my rifle were still in the box up in the center console kind of a thing so i had to get all my camera gear set up put the gopro on the head grab the gopro with the little gooseneck clamp uh, grab this camera that I'm recording on right now, put that on the tripod, uh, grab my bolts out of the box, get out of the truck, put the bolts in the gun, extend the arms on the tripod and all that good stuff, get everything <laughs> turned on and rolling, and I thought for sure that bear would have just walked away, but really, he just kept eating with his head down and just slowly was making his way away from me, and he might have went maybe 10 yards further down the pipeline. And even the stock itself was, it doesn't get any easier whatsoever. Uh, that was one of those bears where you basically walk up to within 100 yards and they don't, they don't even care that you're there. So, uh, yeah, the start of my hunting season was very easy. Pretty well once I had all my gear ready to go and turned on. I just walked up the road, set up the tripod, laid the rifle across, waited till the bear turned broadside, took a couple more bites of food, pulled the trigger once, and he just went splat right, right in his tracks. He didn't move. So uh, <laughs> it was the first day, the first road, the first pipeline, the first bear, the first shot. <laughs> And uh, it, it doesn't get any easier than that. Then uh, pretty well with that bear too. He was basically just like a camp meat bear. Uh, I quartered them all out. Took the back straps. Brought everything back to the holiday trailer. Uh, I skinned them all out. I let them cool for a couple of days. I kept the back straps. I made uh, uh, kind of like a honey garlic fajita kind of a thing with the back straps and uh with the birch syrup uh and then the rest i brought home uh i think it was about two days later it was kind of a well it was a warm day so i, I didn't want to keep the meat around camp uh for much longer otherwise it would have just spoiled or the flies would have laid eggs on it and then you get maggots and stuff and you don't want that uh so yeah i Pretty well took it home. I took off two pretty well rump roasts. And then the rest of it, I cubed it all up. Ran it through the meat grinder. And I made just a bunch of little, 
half to one pound uh, vacuum wrap bags of fine ground burger. And uh, yeah, we started, I've been eating on that pretty well almost every day for the last 18 or 17 days. So uh, yeah, if you eat you know, one package every two days, that's still like eight packages of burger <laughs> that I've ate. And some days I ate more because you know, I had more people out there. Uh, I made chili, nachos, uh, fajitas, uh, wraps. Uh, what else did I make? Oh, with the leftover uh, chili. Uh, when Blaine came out, we made leftover chili cheese hot dogs. <laughs> I gave that to Blaine and Courtney when they were out for a visit. Or no, it was Blaine and Shelby that was out there for the visit. And then uh, after that, my buddy Tevin, he uh, he wanted to come out with his boy. Uh, he just got done his own little hunting trip, their own little bear camp, and uh, they weren't uh, they didn't quite have such good luck as I did. So they came out for a day, and we drove them around. And I think counting bear cubs, we seen I think it was fifteen bears in one day. Uh, we put the stock on two bears and uh his son joel there i want to say he's 13 summers around there and uh he really wanted to get his son a bear and uh you know we we put the stock on those two and we got fairly close they were within about 150 yards the one was closer to 200 yards and he was shooting a little 243 and stuff and we had my little tripod but uh you know, the kid just didn't quite feel comfortable taking those shots. So, you know, my hat's off to the kid for uh, for not rushing and just shooting to shoot and trying to kill a bear. You know, he wanted to make sure that he did it by the book and he did it right. So, that's, uh, yeah, he had, uh, he did the good good thing. He made the right calls and, uh, you know, unfortunately he didn't get a bear. But he, they were also out for one day. So, it's pretty hard to uh to really get a bear on a one day hunt uh unfortunately uh that evening that's pretty well when it started to rain and then it rained for i want to say four days straight almost and then it took about two more days for everything to dry up it was one day for the main road to dry up and then two-ish, three days for, like, kind of the side roads to dry up. And then also after that, it uh, it basically started raining off and on for the rest of the rest of the couple weeks that I was out there. So, uh, yeah, the rain definitely, it didn't help too much. Uh, with the rain, too, there's so much moisture on the ground now that when the sun does come up, and, uh, you know, we've already had a couple of plus 24 days. And usually in the springtime, the only grass that's growing is in the ditches of the roads and also on some pipelines and the odd cut line. But this year, because of how much rain and moisture that we've had, and then to top it off with how hot it gets when it stops raining, uh, when you're driving around looking into the trees and stuff, even in the dead grass, there's still green grass growing in between trees and willows 
where typically there isn't anything growing in there until like kind of July-ish kind of time. So this year, there was a lot less bears that we were seeing because they didn't have to go out to the roads to eat. They could just cruise through the trees and just munch all day long. Like they didn't have to come out to the road. Uh, so it made things a little bit harder for for spotting bears. Uh, but yeah, once his uh, once his things started to dry up, uh, Blaine had plans to come out uh, for a few days and to do some hunting. And this year it was kind of a a learning curve for Blaine. Uh, you know, he's still new to hunting. He still gets very excited and anxious and nervous, which is totally acceptable. I mean, he's only really killed one bear, one moose, and I think a white-tailed doe. So he's only really killed three things other than like a handful of chickens and stuff. So, uh, you know, he does have a lot to learn. And I know a lot of times when people get that excited too, you could have a full-on conversation with them and they won't remember a word that you say kind of thing because they're just they're so focused on on what's going on with the animal they're looking at so uh yeah blaine had a, a few issues but uh we're working through them <laughs> uh the one bear uh pretty well we left camp and we went uh it's just a couple kilometers, uh, maybe four clicks from camp. And there was a bear walking down the middle of the road. So typically what happens is you stop the truck a couple hundred yards back. You get out and you walk up a hundred yards and the bear just kind of goes off into the, into the ditch and starts eating. And then you can take a poke at him. With this bear, it just kept walking down the road. It wouldn't stop, wouldn't turn, it wouldn't go and eat. We end up following that bear for probably about half a kilometer down the road before it finally slowly started to veer off and uh, started eating some grass. And then while it was eating, I was telling Blaine, you know, just take your time. The bear's not doing anything. He's not paying any attention to us. We have all the time in the world. And the bear was kind of quartering away from us. He had his head out and chewing on some grass. And Blaine's timer just ran out. <laughs> he didn't have uh, didn't have the patience to to wait for that bear just to take a couple more steps sideways. Uh, and he went for a headshot, which I don't recommend whatsoever. Uh, past like a fifty yard shot kind of a thing. Uh, with this bear, he was about a hundred and twenty five yards. So. Uh, 125 yard headshot just shooting off trigger sticks when you're even if you're experienced hunter isn't a good shot but when you're a new hunter uh, you shouldn't take that shot but Blaine tried and uh, fortunately for the bear uh, when Blaine pulled the trigger he was probably about 10 inches to the left and what ended up happening was he ended up shooting the rock that was a couple inches away from that bear's nose. Uh, if you watch the video, it looks pretty pretty brutal the way that the bear swings his head up. 
But I think what happened was Blaine pulled the trigger, that bullet went, it hit that rock, and just shrapnel of that rock kind of came up and kind of smacked the bear in the face, unfortunately. Uh, you know, it was enough to make the bear a little mad, and there was two little drops of blood on a couple of rocks. And other than that, that bear will be perfectly fine, other than he might not eat on the side of the road for a little bit. He'll probably have some PTSD or something <laughs> from an exploding rock. <laughs> but, uh, oh well, that was bear number one. Uh, bear number two was a, a really, really big bear on, uh, on the side of a lease. Uh, and it's one of those things where I told, well, I tell everybody, but I said, you know, you don't, everybody thinks they've seen a big bear until they've seen a big bear. Well, this one on this lease was a pretty big bear. Uh, and he, with this one. Uh, there was no fault of us. We seen the bear. We got out. We started to walk up to it. The wind was kind of coming from the west, and it kind of came from the east, and it swapped around, kind of came from the north. Once it did that, it just swirled, went down to the bear, and he just took off running. And then I told Blaine, I said, well, we'll just stand here for a few minutes. We'll see if he comes back out. And uh, he ended up coming out on the far corner and basically the wind was still doing that weird wishy-washy thing bear kind of came out he walked about 50 yards out right along kind of the the bank and the bush line bear wasn't overly too comfortable or he got a little whiff of our scent so he turned and just slowly walked off and then that was that was the last we seen of that bear that day but uh we hopped back into the truck Went for another drive down uh, another little side road. And this is where I've been seeing a cinnamon bear quite a bit. So me and Blaine slowly drove up there. We seen the bear. And for some reason, there was two cinnamon bears. Uh, one is a kind of a darker brown color. And he's just kind of a cautious bear. Then there's one that's almost a white bleach blonde kind of a looking bear and we call that one chicken shit because you can't get anywhere close to that bear uh in this particular time that we didn't see chicken shit we just seen the cinnamon bear and with this one we stopped the truck started to walk out same thing wind's kind of going all over the place and he just kind of took off but when he took off blaine forgot his window rolled down and once that bear started to move the dogs didn't like that. Rocky and Blaine's dog Macaroni, they both jumped out and came running down the road to uh, to help us out, I guess. But uh, that one, that one took off, and then pretty well when we left there. So Chicken Shit was about another half kilometer up on the right, and there's just these great big, huge, tall, dead standing grass crap, and it's kind of the same color as the bear and he was sitting there with his back facing towards us and he just looks like a big pile of this grass that's just sitting there but as soon as you pull up he just bolts and he's gone so we've seen him again but i don't even count that bear at all there's 
there's no way you can stock up on that one unless you stop like a kilometer back and, and start walking. Because I've seen him a couple of times and the one, I was at the top of the hill, he was at the bottom of the hill. As soon as I crested that hill, he bolted. And you can see it's like a kilometer down there. So I'm, I'm thinking that that bear has been getting shot at quite a bit or he's just extremely cautious but after the cinnamon bears took off uh it, it's been like a couple of hours since that uh the big bear that we seen on the lease so we went all the way back to where that big bear was hanging out at and this time he was a little bit of a better position and we stopped a lot further back and just kind of walked in and he was on the far side of the lease probably 200 yards and uh plane lined up and the bear was nice and broadside and uh he took a shot and left to right it was just dead on maybe slightly a little back but uh unfortunately the elevation was a little bit off uh, at first i thought he shot over it but uh, once I started editing the footage and all that, uh, you can actually see the bullet flying through the air and it goes right underneath him. So unfortunately, that was a miss and that was the last I seen of that bear. Uh, for another week and a half, I was going in there almost every day at different times of the day and I never once seen him again. But I think with that, uh, in behind, not too far, there's a cattle pasture back there. So I think once his Blaine shot at him and kind of scared the crap out of that bear, the bear just said, no, I'm not I'm not eating here anymore. And uh, I'll just head out to the pasture and I'll take my luck, take my chances with the old farmer out there. The following day, uh, me and Blaine hopped into the truck again. Uh, this time it was me, Blaine, Courtney, Shelby, we had our women with us. And we also had macaroni and we had Rocky. It was a full house going for a drive that evening. And, uh, you know, we were driving around. That's that's one thing I, I really enjoy with bear hunting too. You know, you can you can bring a bunch of people with you. You can talk and laugh and tell stories the whole time. You know, up until you see a bear or whatever, then you got to kind of shut up and put stock on them. But, uh, you know, while you're driving around, you can bring your dogs with you. You can bring your friends family relatives whatever and uh so that was what we did on this evening and uh we drove around for quite a while and then uh we did finally see a bear uh it was a small little opening off the side of the road and pretty well you're it's like an old logging camp or an old uh pretty well just like an old campsite there and uh well, you come around the corner, you go on just a little bit of a straight stretch, and then the opening is right here off to the side. And you can't really see in the far corner until you're already pretty well driving past it, and that's where the bear was sitting. And we drove past, I seen the bear, so I slowly stopped the truck, and Blaine got pretty antsy, because by now, you know, he's, he's missed a couple of bears. We've seen four or five by now. And he's just getting anxious and nervous and he just doesn't want to let you down kind of a thing. Uh, in this one we we got out and the bear was slowly starting to walk away. And instead of just letting the bear walk and just 
kind of taking a tally going okay we know that there is at least one bear here and they don't go far uh like i said at the beginning they stay within that one to two kilometers of where you've seen them uh bling got a little panicky he threw up the tripod and pretty well took a shot at a walking bear didn't hit bear took off <laughs> running never seen that bear again uh unfortunately you know it's I keep trying to tell him to just slow down, take your time, and uh, you know he has quite a bit to learn yet. But he's slowly, he's slowly getting there. Uh, the last bear that me and Blaine seen together, uh, I think it was the next day. It was the next day or two days after, because it was just me and Blaine and Shelby. Courtney had to go home. Uh, but we seen him on an old abandoned lease. And to get in there you kind of have to go probably two, three hundred yards in. And then it opens right up. So we pulled into the road. Me and Blaine got out. Shot off the truck. We walked up there. And then uh, the bear kind of walked away. We weren't really too sure what was going on. Because the bear had his head down. He wasn't facing us. The wind was blowing in our face. So the wind was going from the bear to us. Turns out. There's a little kite walking around. And uh, so the kite came up pretty well to the bear. Pushed the bear off. The bear went over a little bank. Kite took off. And then the bear was just laying on top of the bank. So me and Blaine walked up closer. So we got within about 150 yards of the bear. And then the bear came up over the bank. Started feeding towards us. And again I was talking to blame through the whole thing like just take your time go slow wait till the bear turns broadside you know he he doesn't have a clue that we're here uh his head's down he's eating you know just pay attention to his body language you know he's he's not lifting his head and sniffing he doesn't have his head down real low and like turning side to side scouting the area he's just eating grass we have plenty of time Unfortunately, the bear, he was feeding straight towards us, and they turned a little bit, so he was kind of quartering towards us a bit, but he wasn't full-on quartering uh, broadside, and Blaine thought that was broadside enough, took a shot, again, that one missed, it went like right underneath his chest, hit the dirt, bear took off, and and by then Blaine was really really down in the gutters because i uh i apologized to him now but i you know i kind of chewed him out a little bit and i felt bad at the time i still feel bad now uh you know i just pretty well told him like you can't be doing these pop shots even if it was a deer that die a lot easier than bears you have to wait for the proper shot you know you you own you owe it to the bears to give them the respect for them to turn broadside to put a good shot on them to make sure they die as quick as possible you know we're not out just to poke holes into bears and stuff you know we are there as a hunter and as a provider to kill these animals ethically and efficiently so in that way we can eat and if you're just taking stupid shots eventually what's going to happen is you're going to wound a bear and you're going to the bush, and that bear's going to get a hold of you. 
and it's is not going to end well. Plus, you're also putting that bear or that animal, whatever it is that you're hunting, through a lot of unnecessary pain and suffering, and we're not into that. Uh, you know, if you want, if you're the type of person that likes to shoot animals, just just to shoot them kind of a thing and you kind of almost enjoy the suffering do not come around me uh with this case it is it isn't blaine's intentions on doing that uh with him he's just very very anxious and he's very nervous and uh it's one of those things where over time you'll be able to take control of your nerves and uh you know you'll get her figured out it just takes time practice and effort and even with all the mistakes being made and stuff Blaine said what he's going to be doing is uh you know when he sees a bear when he's out at work or coming home from a job or just out driving around the countryside like like he likes to do from time to time is he's just going to shut off his truck and he's going to walk up to it as if he was hunting he's just going to sit there and he's going to watch and I when Blaine said that, I thought, perfect. You're already, you're already making like taking the right steps to correct your mistakes. You know, so it's a, it's a good learning curve for him. Uh, there is going to be a video of his hunt up on the YouTube channel as well, so you can kind of see uh, exactly what went wrong. Uh, you know, and it's not meant to poke fun at him. Or to say, you know, look at the mistakes he's made. But it's, when you watch it, it honestly just looks like the average hunter who just had a string of bad luck. But if you kind of really go into it and analyze it, you can see like, okay, this was a rush shot. This shot shouldn't have been taken whatsoever. This one here, he was anxious and nervous. Whether it was... Because he's going after a bear, or because I was kind of looking over his shoulder, maybe because I was filming it. It's like the fourth animal he's ever shot. You know, it's a lot to take in all at once. And I mean, really, if if we were in you know the opposite positions, I would probably make the same mistakes. So I I can't blame him for for everything. You know, it it is what it is, and it just takes more more patience, more practice, and uh, I'm sure he'll he'll definitely come a long ways uh, come next year. Uh, it'll be a, a night and day difference, you know. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was Blaine's hunts with me. Uh, that, uh, I think it was the next day when Dad came out. And uh, Dad came out, and then also Shelby came out. And Shelby wanted to do some hunting, so I took Shelby, Dad took Blaine, and they were out driving around. Uh, they seen a bear on the side of a lease that was eating grass. Blaine got out, the bear's broadside, pulled the trigger, and according to Dad, the bear didn't move. The bear just went poof, down. <laughs> so they loaded that one up, they brought that back to camp, they got all skinned out, quartered, uh put into the game bags, put into the the kind of the cooler section of my holiday trailer. And then they went out for another drive. They found a second bear. 
<laughs> Blaine got out, pulled the trigger, bear went splat, and he got two bears in one day. So, you know, it's... <laughs> he went from the lowest to lows to the highest to highs uh, within a day. So, like, uh, you know, it was a huge accomplishment for Blaine. And I'm glad Blaine and Dad were able to uh, do a little bit of hunting together. And it's it's a pretty, pretty special moment when a, a father-son team get to go out together and uh, get some meat in the freezer. Uh, uh, the one day too, I think it was after Blaine missed his second bear. He went, nah, I don't really feel like packing the rifle tonight. Maybe, uh, maybe you'll do the hunting. That okay, that's fine. And uh, honestly, I was gonna go go for a drive and look for that big bear. And between our camp and where the big bear was hanging out, there's a couple of little nice stretches of pipeline there that are nice and greened up. And, uh, yeah, there was a bear on the side of the road, and it was kind of like the first bear that I shot. Uh, pretty well, he was just sitting there, eating with his head down. We just went past the grater, and the grater was coming up behind us. So the bear, he was distracted, and he wasn't looking at us. He was kind of looking past us and watching the grater coming up. And uh, so I thought, well, might as well get out and shoot this bear before the grader comes up and scares the bear away and the grader he was well, i don't know half kilometer back so me and blaine get out and blaine goes you want me to film for you I said yeah sure you can film and i click on the gopro on my head blaine has the gopro on the little uh gooseneck mount he has my main camera he's turning everything on I said you on the bear he goes yeah okay boom shoot bear Takes off and goes into the trees and then the grader was slowly coming up. So we uh we took all the bolts out of the gun and all that good stuff. Talked to the grader operator there for about ten, fifteen minutes, give the bear time to die. Then uh we load everything up, walked in there, and where I shot the bear wasn't a bad shot. Uh it was probably about four to six inches slightly too far back but that bear ran into the bush about 50 yards maybe if that not even probably about 30 and just laid down and when we went in there he was still alive so i i had the 300 loaded up and i put one pretty well right through its spine and i thought there that'll that'll do you in and the, when I shot him, the bear got back up. So I reloaded and I put one. The only thing I had to shoot was his front shoulder. Everything else was covered up in trees and little saplings and stuff. So I put another one through his front shoulder. And he went down. And then he kind of got back up again and he turned a little bit. So I put one into his chest. And when I put, him, put the bullet into his chest, he just kind of flopped over into another thick uh, batch of spruce trees. And poor Blaine, he was he was pretty. Uh, he seemed like he was a little freaked out over that, but it's all part of the fun. <laughs> and then when I shot the third one there, uh, I always carry what I call my oh shit bullet. It's just another, what's that? One more round that I keep in my pocket. And after I shot the third time, I reached into my pocket, grabbed my bullet, put it in there, and I thought, man. This is going to be the first time I ever have to use my oh shit bullet. And uh, luckily that last shot killed the bear. 
<laughs> so I unloaded the the gun there, put my oh shit bullet back into the pocket, and uh, yeah, it was kind of funny because like after that, it, it wasn't even a big bear. Uh, it was probably I don't know, maybe a three year old bear. It was small enough where I could grab it by the scruff of its neck and by its butt, and with a little grunt, whatever you know, you pick her up, and then I pulled it out of the trees and stuff. And, uh, yeah, for some reason, whatever, it just, that bear had a will to live, I tell you. And, man, I'm shooting a 300 wind mag with 160 grain or 165 grain Barnes triple shock bullets. And, uh, you know, the first bear that I shot, I pretty well hit him in the identical spot. And he just went, poof, just went splat, and that was it. He didn't didn't move he kind of rolled over a little bit and then did his death moan and that was it where this one pulled the trigger and it just ran laid down and it was still alive and it took three more shots to actually uh take him out but uh luckily i didn't screw up overly too much meat the the one front shoulder obviously was toast other than like the shank and everything else was good because i got him Pretty well, what I would call in the vitals, obviously it wasn't. But I got him there, gone through the chest, which just kind of went like straight down, so it didn't screw anything up there. Uh, yeah, and then the spine shot, uh, it messed up a little bit of the back strap, you know, about, I don't know, four to six inches of it. Other than that, you know, that was it. So, like, four inches of back strap. And uh, one front shoulder. <laughs> and But everything else, salvaged everything, it was it was good. And then, uh, you know, after that, and Blaine's hunt with Dad, uh, basically we just started to hang out around camp. Uh, we did a little bit of uh, kind of, not really mushroom picking, but we went out and looked at uh, a bunch of mushrooms. We picked some fiddleheads. And, uh, they were a little bit too late in the season, I think, because I, we're reading up on that, uh, Boreal Herbal thing there, the book, and you can pick fiddleheads, and I've known about it for a long time, that you can pick fiddleheads, uh, people say to fry them up in, like, garlic butter, and they're phenomenal, but the ones that they pick are the real green ones in the very beginning of spring, where the ones that we picked, they were still green, but you can see the branches were starting to come out a little bit. So they had a bunch of, like, brown hairs all over them. And uh, they weren't good at all. It was, I took a bite out of a couple of them, and it was just like chewing on a mouthful of fresh-cut grass kind of thing. Uh, Shelby ate one, and she said it tasted great and tasted sweet. So, yeah, that's why I ate more than one. <laughs> If she didn't tell me that, I would have bit into that first one, and that would have been it. Unfortunately for Shelby there, uh, she ended up having to do a little bit more work than what we planned on. Uh, at first, it was kind of, you know, she's going to be working two days a week kind of a thing at her job uh, during bear season. So we planned on having her out a lot more, but then things kind of changed at her job. Uh, so then she wasn't out as much as she would like to be. Uh, 
So I think next week coming up is going to be pretty well her days to hunt. Uh, unfortunately, the price of fuel just skyrocketed within this last couple of days. Uh, we're looking at like $2.16 per liter. So it felt my truck is going to be, you know, 100 and, uh, I don't even know, close to 200 bucks. So I think what we'll do for her is I'll grab a tank of fuel and pretty well a tank of fuel is what she's going to be getting for, for her hunt. Uh, so it'll be one or two days of driving around and we'll just see what we can see. Uh, the bears are going into the rut now. So this is the time of year, you know, when it gets that mid-June kind of area where the bears will move a lot further than that one to two kilometers. Uh, unfortunately, if you see a bear and it runs off, it doesn't mean you're going to see him there the next day. However, with bears running around and with all the sows that we've been seeing out here, uh, the boars will be on the move a lot more. So it's, it's a catch-22. It's kind of a hit-and-miss kind of a thing. Where you're gonna, you won't be able to really pinpoint where the bears are, but you might have the potential of seeing more of them. Uh, plus, all the dandelions are out growing like crazy now. Clovers are starting to come up now too. So any hills and stuff that have a lot of dandelions and clovers, especially on a lot of these leases that are around here, you know, you get some of those slopes where they're just completely yellow. In the middle of June and you know the sows hang out on there once the sun comes out dandelions they open up they're blooming the bears come out and they just start chewing on that and uh, yeah it's just like ringing the, the ringing the dinner bell you know so uh, we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens here coming up anyways but yeah other than that, I'm hoping Shelby's able to get for sure one more. Uh, then that way we can take uh, pretty well my second bear and her bear into Stan's Custom Meats and get uh, get a bunch of jalapeno cheddar smokies made up. Uh, my first bear, it's is basically a camp meat bear, and uh, I honestly think most of it's eight now. Between me eating it every day and then feeding other people when they come out too. I think I got two roasts and four packs of burger left. Maybe five. I'm not, uh, not exactly too sure, but there's not much left. But when that's all you eat for pretty well every day for almost three weeks, it's going to go by very, very quick. But anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Again, if you're just watching this and you want to listen to it, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Uh, just search up the Buick Outdoors podcast and you'll find us pretty well everywhere now. Uh, also, if you're just listening to this and you want to see the video version, every once in a while I put on little uh, little video clips like today. They'll most likely be uh, the video clip of me walking in after my bear and pretty well shooting it three extra times <laughs> so if you want to see that footage uh you know make sure you head over to our youtube channel and uh yeah subscribe to the channel check out our podcast playlist check out our hunting playlist fishing exploring cooking catch cleaning cooks we have a little bit of everything also if you want to help support us 
uh, underneath our video version in YouTube, there is the super thanks button. You can hit that and you can donate directly to us uh, with the donation. Uh, we get the money. You get the highlighted comment section that gets pinned to the top. So you stand out as a top fan. And we really appreciate that. Also, if you just want to watch the videos, listen to the podcast, tell people about it. That helps out a ton as well. Uh, another way too is if you go to our uh, our Spreadshirt website, uh, there'll be a link in the description below. There's also a link uh, pinned to the top of our Facebook page, and uh, yeah, you click on that. Go through all the go through all the clothing and gear that we have. You know, we have this little sweater. We have cups, mugs, travel mugs, uh, hoodies. Uh, t-shirts you know there's there's a whole pile of different stuff on there and little hats and stuff too but uh yeah i really appreciate all the support that you guys give us and uh yeah hope you enjoyed this if you did hit that like button leave us a comment or two leave us a rating and a re uh, review and uh, don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel catch you on the next one